This is Robert Fleming of the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And you're listening to Elder Law Issues. I'm here with my partner and uh, partner in crime in podcasting, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. Elizabeth, um, I want to talk to you today about the coronavirus. I, I suspect we're not smart enough to know exactly what's going on with the coronavirus, uh, what the what the outlook is going to be, how long we're going to be in some version of restriction or lockdowns. And, and none of that is what I really wanted to talk about. I, also, I'm afraid if we did that, it would be wrong almost immediately as soon as we recorded it. What I want to talk about is our office and the coronavirus. We are now six months almost into this pandemic. What have we learned and, and what are we doing in our office Well, Robert, I will tell you, this has been quite an adventure. I look at every day as an adventure. Hard to know what will happen by the end of the day. I think one of the things that I've learned is how flexible our staff have been in terms of responding to client requests. Um, On and off, we have found that we've needed to have staff work remotely. In fact, you and I and our partner Jackie Mingle have had a variety of different schedules trying to figure out what the best staffing schedule is. And what I've realized is that no matter what the schedule is and who is working remotely, our staff have been able to respond regularly to client requests, to requests from beneficiaries, the court, and others in the community. So that's something that I wasn't too sure at the very beginning of all of this, how remote work would really function, but we've done pretty well. We're a, an essential business that uh, that made us very proud when we got the certificate in the mails. Well, we didn't, of course, but uh, being identified as an essential business in Arizona at least allows us to stay open. And we have stayed open, but we've tried a variety of different things, locking the door and only letting people in by request and and sending half of the staff home at a time. Um, where are we now? What's what's the uh, the reaction, the, the status inside the office? Well, Robert, I would tell you, I think that this week was a, a real positive week for the staff. We had more people than we have had in the past rotate into the office. And what that means is we have some people who get here as early as 4.30 or 5 in the morning and others who work as late as 6. But we've seen more staff members crossing paths, and I think that's been good for everybody. The communication between our staff has been really dependent on conference calls and Zoom meetings. And so I think that this week was a change in the sense that people got to see each other, even if it was just a glimpse. It's not over, of course. We haven't gone back to exactly our previous schedule. But the other thing that's been that has worked well for us is that we had just moved into this new space where we're sitting now as we talk about it. Um, and we have 8,000 square feet and about 20 employees, so something like 400 square feet per person on average. Uh, and, and that's a lot of elbow room. So we can, we can socially distance even with a pretty nearly full staff, but we haven't really returned to full staff. No, Robert, and I don't know when that will happen. What we do know is that we're making sure that our whole team can work remotely and that we're really all following not only the social distancing protocols, but wearing a mask. It's not that hard to do. It really protects ourselves and our coworkers and our clients and those who come into our office. 
Our partner Jackie has done a tremendous job, I think, looking at the front lobby and ways that we can improve safety protocols there so that if a client comes in and she forgot her mask, well, we have a disposable one right there. If people want gloves, we have those. If people want some of the glass and plastic shields, we have those to put on tables. We're also being careful about how we schedule client appointments so that we don't have a bunch of people waiting in the lobby at the same time. You're the one who put a doorbell out front, which has been an amusing adventure for me. Every time it rings, I feel like I've got to go race to the front. But now that we've unlocked our front door, we have a wonderful receptionist and she's greeting people and we have people occasionally stop by to pick up a check or a letter. But I've really seen a decline in the number of people who are just stopping by to drop something off. One of the, uh, <clears throat> the things that you point out is that we have tried to schedule it used to be that we would have three or four people often at a time, or three or four groups in the front office waiting for a, a will signing or an estate planning appointment or something. And almost all of our new client interviews now are, are online. They're, they're by video or by telephone. So we're just not having those people in the office. We're trying to minimize the number of times that a given client has to come in. And so it's not uncommon for us to just see the client in the office when they come in to sign their estate planning documents. But that's one of the things that we've noticed is that, uh, that the kinds of people who, who seek us out are shifting a little bit. We're seeing far more people who need estate planning work than any other kind of, of, uh, of new client in the last six months. A lot of people have asked me whether or not we're seeing an uptick in the number of probates or trust administration cases. And those cases continue to come in at a pretty steady rate. I would tell you though, I completely agree, Robert, that the number of new estate planning and return estate planning clients has been far more than I anticipated initially. And, and we knew that we were going to be busy in March, April, and May, but I had no idea that it would continue at that volume through the summer. One thing that I've learned when it comes to those clients that we're meeting with who really want an in-person meeting is that I do those, Robert, you do those. Our staff members are comfortable meeting people face-to-face. -face. We have responsibility as trustee to people and guardian. So one thing that I think our staff has done a nice job with and I'm trying to do my best with is be extra prepared for those meetings so we don't have people in the office longer than they need to be here. So if you are coming in, one of the things that you'll, you'll notice is that right off the bat, you're asked whether or not you have any documents to provide. That's so that we can copy and scan those quickly so that you're not sitting around waiting to get those back. And yours truly can be a little long-winded in her appointments. So I've been really working on making sure that we're going over the client's goals right away and able to get them out of here as quickly as they feel comfortable. I know that for you and for me, for Amy and for Jackie, our other attorneys in the office here, we're finding a lot of follow-up phone calls. And that's been a nice opportunity for me to chat with people after they have their drafts. And it's really given me an opportunity to revisit some of the issues in the initial consultation. So I think one of the other things that I'm learning is that people are really engaged in the estate planning process. Typically, we've had a system where they may come in for their initial meeting, they'll get their drafts, they come in to sign, but I'm finding a lot more client contact and I really enjoy that. The other thing that we do a lot of at Fleming and Curdy, we're unusual among law firms for this, is we do a lot of fiduciary work where we act as trustee 
or conservator of the estate of a person who needs uh, management of their finances, or even guardian of the person for someone who is not able to make their own decisions. And that obviously requires us to have contact out in the community. We have case managers who, who manage those cases, a, a position not seen at a lot of law offices. So how do we do that in the middle of a pandemic when we can't go go to a, assisted living facilities or nursing homes? We, we can't even walk in the door most of the time. Well, we've been doing a lot more Skyping and FaceTiming and Zooming and uh, thank you to all the wonderful caregivers out there who have been patient as I've been calling you on your cell phones, asking you to see if you can FaceTime so that I can see our clients and our beneficiaries and the wards that we work with. So I'll say our case management team, they've done a wonderful job starting to do more video and the caregiving teams are really a big part of how that can work successfully. I will I'll say I kind of have a laugh. I went to a home, did a home visit uh, two weeks ago and before I made the visit, the family and I talked about what they were comfortable with, and I ended up triple masking. I have never had three masks on at once, but I did. And it turned out to be a short 10-minute visit, but it was great to see everybody in person. And our case management team, they're going to ask folks what they're most comfortable with first. That's our goal. Our goal is to make sure that whether or not you're a client, your beneficiary, your award, however we're involved in your life, that we're starting our relationship during these COVID times in a way that you're most comfortable. So that just means everybody's got to be flexible. And um, Zoom is not my forte, but I'm getting better. So where is this going? When is it? When is everything going to be normal? When are we going to be uh, having bake sales at the front door and and uh, and and doorbuster specials and trying to get people to physically come into the office? I wish I knew, Robert. I think that the uncertainty of COVID times is one of the most challenging parts about all of this. But I will say it's been a terrific opportunity for us to look here at Fleming and Curdy at the ways in which our team working together. We're all having some days that are easier than others, but we're in it together. And I think initially I thought that messaging was kind of cheesy, but six months in, it's very true. And I think people keeping a sense of humor is, is one way to do that. And things are changing. Every week or two, we are changing our schedule around. We're changing our focus on how we do signings. Um, it's, a, it's a moving target. It is a moving target. And it's monsoon season, Robert. So we've had to reconsider when we can do our patio signings. But if you're interested in coming by and you don't want to meet with us in the office, but you'd like to see us in person, we do have a patio. And we do have patio tables that we can move out so we can still meet with you. As long as it's not pouring. <laughs> Well, thank you, Elizabeth. You've been listening to Elder Law Issues. My name's Robert Fleming. I've been talking with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are the partners in the law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC, a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm. We would like you all to be well. Be careful, wear masks, socially distance. We're doing all those things. We want you to do them as well. And, uh, and we hope that you will join us again for our next podcast episode. Thanks.